0: How many robberies did you end up doing? Not enough. Okay. Not enough. And especially for what happened. What happened? Well. Once you then get exposed to a criminal world and a criminal existence, very few people will escape those clutches. What sort of robberies are you doing? Banks, security vans. You know, I've been successful. There's going to come a time when the wheels come completely off. off. Then it became the worst day of, of our lives and even worse for someone else, you know. But back then, you had some major, major villains as they were back then, you know. There's names I can't even mention to you that, that are in the Shadowlands. Their morals and principles were higher than most people I've ever come across. One of the things I'd done, I don't know is into I was observing them. I treated it like a human zoo. 50% of prisoners, they're there as oil and petrol to keep the system going. Who instigated organising a
1: helicopter to land in the prison for an escape?
0: Right, that came about because.
1: Welcome to the Eventful Lives podcast. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the founder of Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sports and music festival. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. If you haven't already, do us a favour, press the follow button and check us out at Dodge Woodall on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, where we've now had over 80 million views. Jimmy Brown was a serial criminal who meticulously planned and conducted bank robberies. We talk about life in the UK prisons, coming toe-to-toe with some of the UK's most notorious criminals. Jimmy also goes in-depth on how he planned the famous helicopter escape from prison. This is the eventful life of Mr. Jimmy Brown.
0: Jimmy, welcome to the show, mate. Dodge, thanks for uh, inviting me. I've been really, really looking forward to uh, doing this one with you. Same. Yeah. Same here. Yes. Let's, uh, let's roll our way back. Where did you grow up and how did you end up in the criminal underworld? Yeah, it's uh, quite a, um, a circuitous route, really, because... Um, I won a scholarship. I grew up in Camden Town. I'll call them the towns, like Somers Town, uh, Kentish Town, and Camden Town. And um, I still know a lot of people from around that area now, you know. A lot of them, um, but, uh, yeah, so I grew up there. But at 10 years of age, I won a scholarship to go away to private boarding school. My brother had already gone away to board, boarding school, and he was at the one I was going to go to. And um, and so... but. Prior to me going there, it, it, this really was, a, uh, growing up in Camden really was a wonderful time. Mm. You know, this was like, I, 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 I can remember when I was five, six, seven, you know, i got five sisters and a brother. They were older than me, so I was kind of seeing it vicariously through then what was going on. Because Camden yeah. was a very unique place. It was. You know, it was like a catwalk for fashion, mm. like a music, mm. a musical tryout place, you know. To this day, it still is to an mm. extent, you know, from punk to romantics and it went on and on, you know. So in some ways, I was very, I felt very proud because I was I used to go, like, when we were kids, we've got um, London Zoo, we've got, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's ours Yeah, like, mate. South London yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> funny, you know.
1: What yeah. was school life like for you then?
0: How come you ended up private school? Because I'm thick. No, I was lucky enough, but, I, you know, I suppose it's in my genes. But it, uh, it was, I'm not saying my, 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 uh, that first school was tough, but I remember a guy came round, he had this, like, you know, old Mac on and he had some sweeties. I'm not saying we were tough and right? we said sure I cock first. Mm. But, uh, you know, we move on and um, <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, we brought up tough yeah. you know, what, what was
1: school life like for you then? On the street, Camden, tough place, wicked place in the 60s. Yes.
0: Going to 10. private school. What was that like for you? Was it a massive change Yes, massive shock okay. for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's was first of all, when I went there, it, the school was like, Something from a Gothic period, built by a Pugin, you know, Mm. who actually done Westminster Cathedral, Mm. Big Ben, and that as well. You know, so walking around, you had these Milton tiles on the floor, you know, thick archways, all these nook and crannies in there. So um, just that alone, um, I used to find fascinating. I Mm. didn't realise how much I loved architecture as Mm. I've gone through life. You know, but uh, yeah, I was I was the poorest. Not the poorest is the wrong word because you know, uh, thing. But I was. I had the least amount of money okay. when I was there, you know. Okay. But it doesn't show so much, there. Yeah, because once you've got all the uniform, once you've got... Each- Everyone's is, the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you like? Were you naughty at school? Mischievous, naughty? I was, yeah, mischievous. I was I, I was very uh, um, curious. Yeah. And sometimes you get curious, you know, when they, you've crossed the invisible line, well, fuck me, it was invisible. I never saw it, you know. <laughs> That's why... You could have given me, you know, like said something, <laughs> and I suppose it's difficult because, like, my dad—he passed away when we when I was one,
1: yeah—and
0: so my mum bought us up on her own. And it's a fact that, if, especially with a boy, he hasn't got a father. It's a bit yeah, harder, of you know, You haven't got no, you don't have nothing to you judge any, yourself yeah. against or anything, yeah, or yeah. like what to look like, a or mentor, behave, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and do you think that
1: affected you later on in life? As you were going through school, what age did you leave? When I was ten.
0: You Left school when you were 10. No, no, so oh, oh no, so I, I you went there oh, at 10. When did you so leave? I got expelled when I was 16. For what? I stole a foil when I won when I was national, become national fencing champion. I stole a foil from St. Paul's, um, Dulwich, one of the famous schools there. Yeah, a foil was it? And the, yeah, yeah, the a thing foil, you, foil, yeah, the Sword. Yeah, yeah. And there was four of us, two Is that from, what it's called the foil, was it? four épée okay. Sabre. Okay, yeah. And uh, we took one, four of us took one the trophies, and uh, it was it was our. At, at Mayfield College, he was the one who told them, you know, said that what we've done. And we got expelled, we got banned from the sport for a year. Grown-ups don't get banned from the sport, yeah. uh, uh, you know, for like injecting themselves with this, that, you know, yeah. you know, and we were like, and what that done for me, it really, it it my future really was put under a massive strain because I'd always, I was already with the national fencing squad. I was being offered places at universities, mm. Sussex University, Saint mm. St. Paul's, uh, uh, there's potential eventually you've got a laugh, bro, like my brother, you know. Um, and all of a sudden I'm walking down a country lane, cause they said, get just leave Brown, go. You brought shame on us, you know. And um you know, and I was meant to be getting up in front of the earth, the whole school, you know what I mean? Like, oh <laughs> with that dog follow me, my ego mm. and uh, <laughs> trying to keep him in check. And uh yeah, and so from that there, so from that massive high, Bosh, within three or four minutes, I'm walking up crying, you know, walking along the road. and the... I walked to Mark Cross, which is about three miles away, to the other guy who got expelled, mm. Timothy Spires. And uh, his dad was going, well, he was going mental, you know. And the hardest, the hardest thing of it is, like, facing my mum, mm. you know, when, when when that happened, you know, like, and seeing how it shattered her, you know, because... I didn't realise the effect it was gonna have on my future mm. because it's about very often, it's not networking, but if you know people in certain things you you got me to go let yeah. him in, he's a good yeah, guy, course, yeah. don't worry, you know. Yeah. And uh but I had a wonderful time and I loved the people when I was there, you know. So when you got expelled,
1: 16, what was your movements then, 17, 18, 19, 20? Who did you get involved with? What so
0: I then went back to Camden Town and I felt a little bit like a fish out of water. But then I met, you know, uh, my friend John O'Connor, who became my co-defendant, beautiful guy, John, very brave man, and he's um, still about today. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see him now and again, and um, and then via him, he introduced me to these other guys. and are all like football hooligans and that, mm-hmm. you know. So I then started um, going to the football and getting involved in the fighting and all that, you know. What club? Arsenal. Okay. Yeah, and they're not notorious no, for violence, not. They? They say, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But fuck me. I Remember going to some games and it was bedlam, you know, yeah. and uh, Binzi and all this crowd, you know. Um,
1: did you find that you were looking for a community of people? Yes, yeah, and definitely. that's where you found it's always it on Saturday a afternoon, like Wednesday night, tear yeah. ups, beer, duh, yeah. Duh, 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 yeah, okay,
0: always been a little bit like that, you yeah. know. But what it was, and I and I started doing that because I joined the army, you see, yeah, at what age, 17, okay, yeah, and I um. Again, I very quickly excelled there, you know. I won the Royal Tournament at Earl's Court, fencing. And in the army, what I never knew was that they're the ones who invented the sabre. Mm. So it's very special to them, mm. you know what I mean? So they're desperate to have a fencing champions in you know, in, the, yeah. in their regiments and that, you know. Um, but... Um, in the army, what mm. was life
1: like for you? Forget the fencing. I bit. found it a little Did bit. Did you find it hard, tough? Yeah, I, was there bullying? What was going no, on? No, I found
0: there? it a little bit thin because, but with, uh, like with me, it was uh, it was a bit unorthodox because um, I was put with like two or three different regiments. Then I was with. Then I got sent to Germany. In Germany, they used to give me a jeep to drive around in. Straight. Yeah. So I was like, rather than be driving me to the gyms and fucking wherever I wanted to go, they say, mm. you have the keys and thing. Well I used to drive off down the motorways for a couple of hours straight. <laughs> Where was you? Yeah, training. You know what I mean? Straight, yeah, yeah. And I come back. And then um you know, some of the things I used to love, like I go on some of these NATO arm, arms places and I used to guard them. That was fucking great, I was thinking, yeah, come on, dare you get over this <laughs> fence. You know what I mean? You got the dogs first <laughs> and then me. <laughs> you know.
1: And then, what, year, what year are we roughly talking here, Jimmy? 78, 79. 78, 79. You were yeah. roughly 17, 18 at the yes. time. What was your yeah. movements? What was it like being in Germany? How long were you out there for?
0: About a year and a half. You stayed out of trouble in Germany? No, no. Uh, that's where the, the life i up for in a really unique way because I got I got involved in a fight and um you know, I wasn't that at being, and I'm not proud of it, but I used a knife mm. and I stabbed this German. He was 42. I was like, about 19. And um, we got in the club before and I had trouble with him. You know what I mean? So I thought, yes, okay. And um, that was it for me. You know, after that, the army, that, that, that was it. And um, they eventually gave me three and a half years for it, which was very excessive. But in that time... Who? Who gave you three and a half? Uh, the court, I got court-martialed. And
1: which means that's three and a half of prison time within the within no, the army. No, they just
0: put me into an into a civilian prison. Yeah. What back here? Yeah. When, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, what happened was I escaped twice, straight. And uh, the how ha- did you escape the first time? I. One of the times I. Uh, I waited until. You know, everyone else, because they wouldn't even let me out of the guardhouse, you know what I mean? So I was waiting. And when there was a couple on there, I just fucking went for it, you know what mm. I mean? Into the woods and I was off. The second time, i um, I said so, because I look at things very differently than a lot of people, you know what I mean? So we're looking at it, and I said, I bet I could get out of here. And they going, What do you mean? I bet I could cut that little bar in the corner and I and go go out and come back in. And they're looking at me like that. I said, I'll be able to get the beers in and things <laughs> like that. And I actually done it. Yeah and um i used to use a bit of blue tack to hold the bar in place and one of the uh the guards in the army jail he he used to, I used to go into, i used to go into the nightclubs at night mm. come back shattered in the morning and they just run up and down these hills and everything and when you're young you know i i could i could run for, for two days on a meal mm. you know other people they'd need to be feeding themselves all, mm. all the time and you know, i just my, my metabolism and um and I was out one night. Oh, one of the nights, I get involved in a big fight and I can't back. Where were you? Whereabouts in the country were you? In, in Osnabruck at that time. Where's Germany. that? In Germany. Germany.
1: So, this is. are you talking about you did three and a half back here, then you went back to Germany? No, no,
0: no. So, yeah. when I get sentenced, they're waiting to send me back. Okay. But I keep escaping. Okay. You know? Because I knew it was over from his fist, Yeah, okay. You know? And um, so, and uh, so, how that happened was that. Um, was that uh, another regiment called the King's Own Regiment? They were um, scarcers, all scarcers, You know what I mean? And I'd met one of the guys. He was a, he was a, he was a flyweight boxer champion. So he wasn't big or anything, but brilliant. I don't know why I've always got on well with him. I've got on well with him in a um, in a civilian world, in a military world, and in a, a and in a, 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 a criminal world. You mm. know, I've always got on very well with, with that mob and certain uh, people from Scotland. You know. Yeah. You know, Manchester around the country. You know, mm. um, but particularly them, and and how I um, was getting back to the UK was they were um, they were uh, giving me. If you lost your ID card, you have to have a temporary one. Mm. You know what I mean. So you have to have your photo put on it. So the geezer in there, it, all he cared about was the Beatles. You know what I mean? The, the, the sergeant mm. in the in the King's Own Regiment, and he stamped out for me. And um, and I was able to get back twice. And they kept saying, how did you get back? So they brought me back again. Private aeroplane, brought me back over to Germany. But the third time, and that was like, my, bro- my brother is like, he's very different to me. We're well, not different, but i took more risks. Mm. You know, what I mean? I've been a bit more foolish, shall we say, in certain ways. But also, you know, more daring. And him and my mum and they, they was trying to help me and you know like so when I went up they invited me up for dinner one time Dave called the police and as I'm walking this is in Tuffman Park in, in Camden uh, just up from Camden uh, Town and as I'm coming out I could see all these about seven or eight guys leaning over the fence and their had gloves and all that on. and as I went past them, i just gone are you James Brown are you James Brown Bob? I went yeah and then they bumped, got me to the floor they, they were like a combination of military police and 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 um, and civilian police and they took me down to the war ministry and what no one knows is there's cells underneath there in that war ministry that's like something out of a castle you know and when I got down there, the the the, uh, the floor was like gleaming glass and as soon as they heard my accent they said you're from London aren't you you know what I mean I went yeah yeah, yeah. And they went make yourself a cup of tea you know what I mean yeah and I mm. sat down you know what I mean they didn't treat me badly you know how but old
1: were you at this time
0: I was 19. What 19? happened to that fellow who you stabbed in Germany? Well, he nearly died, but thankfully he didn't. And um, that's where they, they boarded up my cell because they're out and all that. And uh, it, it just the weird things What I used to go with. I mean, they give me files at one time, and I saw every single possible way a human can be killed. And that will stick in your mind when you had to see what... And that and that file was kept in the guardhouse, and they'll often show that to people who were going to go to Northern Ireland or going to go into mm-hmm. the theatres of war. So just try and get battled things from you. And I'm thinking, so I'm going. No, I'm going back to Camden Town. You know, like mm-hmm. right, you know, uh, I was very lucky. I was with uh, I, I, I was some cracking people. You know, like uh, Jim Finch. There were these were these were SAS guys and the uh, paratroopers and it, and um, I had some great times. You know, they get bring me out bring me at, at the army prison to bring me to the tug-of-war team. So do tug-of-war, mm. have a few beers. What after. was it
1: like in an army prison compared to a, a normal, a proper prison outside of... Very different. Okay. Because first of all, you've signed... Is it like Ford? Is it an open prison or you're actually banged up for 23 hours? Oh, you banged
0: up all the time. Yeah, banged in all... army prison? Yeah, all the On time. On their barracks? Oh, yes. So they want to have their regimental barracks yeah. and then they'll have an army, or a, what do you call it? back yeah. so the army I used to do that was at Cataric. Yeah. And then they have regimental ones, they call them glass hands. Yeah. They call them glass hands because everything's that shiny, you know. Yeah. But where is when you've signed up to be in the army, you signed up for that, for people shouting at you know, yeah. and bollocking you, right? So, you know, you take it, you take it a lot more, mm. right? you know, like, it, whereas in, in prison, you won't take it, yeah. it's, it's a completely different world. And when I lit, they moved me from my in my prison uniform. To Chelmsford, young offenders. Yeah, and they were going there, soldier boy coming and all that. And I, you know, had to start that, start that uh, life, that existence. You when
1: know. you when you did, did you do three and a half years or did you do half of it?
0: No, that's it work. I got that reduced to what? To um, eighteen months. Okay. So I was in. I was in Chelmsford. This, this lovely guy there called Perry Buckland, And a lot of people know him out of North London, mm. and he unfortunately was involved in a fight, and they. You know, they were only young guys, but they they, they killed a bouncer, mm. and um, but there was a lot of them, like girls, boys, and all that. You know, and he was one of them, but because he was a bit cocky, because he was like on Chelsea's football books and all that, he said he'd done it. Oh, that was it, you know. And I know I know his sisters, and a lot of people know him and all that. It's a really terrible thing. They broke into QPR's ground, sprang around Perry Buckland's finger you know, on you know on the. Um, you know, on the picture and all that, um, that what's his name, uh, Harry, Harry, what's his name, Red, Red, that, where he tried to, to get him signed for Portsmouth. And they just the, the family was going, Nope, yeah, no, no, it's not fair, it's not right.
1: What was your movements after 18 months of being in Army Nick? Did you go back in the arm, or were you out and said, I, want, that was I, don't, out. Want, I don't want a piece of this? Anymore. Well, what
0: happened was they came and see me, I signed lots of different forms and papers, and um. And uh, because I was once asked to, uh, to do certain things and, and I, you know, and I would have been ideal. I mean, I got selected, you, you can't even, you can't volunteer for, say, could you put my name for it? I was selected for the Army School of Excellence, mm. which is like, you know, that was quite something. I, I, I used to drag my bed out of the barrack room into another room. Mm. I was sleeping on my own. And they'd go, Brown, get that back in there, what are you doing? And the next day I'll put it back in there. So they do a <laughs> little bit of, you know, <laughs> slightly <laughs> different with me, you yeah, know.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, did you know at this time, at the age you're at, what age did you kind of realise you're slightly different? Your mind works differently.
0: About eight, seven or eight. That was when I cut the doors of my aunts. They uh, they had this beautiful, you know, presses made, you know, in the in, in their bedroom, or whatever. Mm. And I went down the edges of the the door with a knife, going. on. So I thought it looked that much nicer mm. aesthetically. Mm. That's when I knew. What mm-hmm. and then you tell me about when you were in 20, 21, 22. What happened to that sort of that 22-year-old for you? So what happens is, and it is it's not a cliche thing, it's an it's an actual fact. that once you then get exposed to, you know, a criminal world and a criminal existence, um very few people will escape those clutches. Predominantly, first of all, because it's they tell you how easy it is. How easy it is to get money and that. You go, oh, fuck. And you hear the stories. I was like, what? You know how oh, I was work- when I was in the army. I was, I was working in Mars factory, you know, in, um, mm. at night for extra money, mm. you know. And when I was hearing these stories of that, day, I thought to myself, fuck me, I'll have some of that, you know. Mm. But I don't do things by half. And so I started to picture in my mind doing armed robberies. And um, when I came out, I started to recruit people. Um. And one was John O'Connor, and uh you know, um, you know, like Terry. You know, he's a beautiful guy. He was a cab driver. You know, I was using him as a cab driver because that was perfect in the middle of London. You know, what sort of
1: robberies were you doing? What were you carrying? What were you looking for back in the day? There, are we talking. Early, are we talking early eighties here now. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Eighty two. Yeah. yeah. What sort of robberies were you doing? Uh, banks, security vans. I had um I had the uh the UCH in 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 you know in um Warren Street, you know, Houston Road. What's UCH? Uh University College Hospital. Okay. Yeah, I had the bank in there. That was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, I to, Do I you to, remember your first bank robbery? Yeah. Where was it? Well, I didn't actually get fined for that, but uh, 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 I I remember one of them, the gun, you had to hold it in a certain field, it fell apart. It didn't even work. For me. When I I used to do it To me it was like Writing a stage play Or something You know Exit left Right Keep your position Stand there Mm. You
1: know How well planned Were these robberies Or they just Meticulously Meticulously Okay
0: yeah, That was one of my Fortes I suppose From fencing And that Mm. You know My other sports I started doing judo At seven And um, So on that first robbery mm, How many robberies Did you end up doing Before you got banged up A few Not enough Okay Not enough And especially For what happened what happened? But, well, when you're a novice, which is what we were, but, you know, being successful, there's going to come a time when the wheels com- come completely fall off. And only then, I think, you have to be a bit more seasoned. And what I mean by that is I'm talking about as a group, not as an individual, you know, and I've done it a few more times, you know, for when things do slightly go So we had that, and it's a fantastic fantastic bit of work. We all went away, went abroad, you know, in the sun. And We came back and then someone off, you know, like, I went to do another beautiful major bit of work, but it was the summertime. And when we've shown up on that, it, at five o'clock in the morning, the fucking, the, the sun's up. You know what I mean? we got, we're all fucking balaclavas and everything. We looked like something out of an advert or something, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so I put that off till the winter and, um, and then we decided to have the bell Size park one because one of the guys who was working with us uh, said he saw the guy coming out, big bags of money, and everything. the van was right there, you know. And so I said, okay, we'll do that then. And um, I'd always been a striker. And, you know, like, so like, kick the work off, you know, boom. And, I've, and this time it was going to be uh, 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 one of the other guys with me. And um, selected the weapon on the day was a uh, purely never took that on anything before. It was just literally just a bit smaller and it looked thin, but because they had been buried. What was the weapon? A sort of shotgun. Okay. And you you're not told, you're not going to an armoury to buy like you know, you know and taking the cling film off from these are old weapons they've been used, They've been thrown about. It's like you know this that you know someone might be took them off someone's wall you know, mm. and so and you don't know at the time like about poundages of pressure. On triggers and things like that, you know. Until you know, but then what, it became the worst day of, of our lives, and even worse for someone else, you know.
1: What happened that day? What was the plan? You said you were meticulous. What was the plan that day?
0: Yeah. So it was a it was a, it was an August baking hot August date. and two of us are actually going to go on the work. We've got a, got a spotter because you couldn't let them see you. Know? thing because we're looking all the time. We have to be around the wall. And I'm looking over the other side of the road. Um you know for 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 one of the spotters who's, who's with us. And as and I'm dressed up in tennis gear. You know what I mean? Like literally I've got a tennis racket, tennis shorts on, all lovely stuff, feel you and all that, you know. Because you've got the tennis Bellsize tennis club yeah. right behind Bellsize Park t- tube station. And um and my and my and John O'Connor next to me, he's dressed in a boiler suit. So we don't even look like we're together, you mm. know? And I'm reaching for him behind me because he's got to be in front of me as, just as we're having going to have the bit of work. And he's not there and I can't turn around because I can't. I don't want to miss the signal. And you, you end up, you start to go into a zone, tunnel vision. And um, so where nothing else matters, you know? And because, because one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life, and I uh, described it in my book. Was that it's when you when you're in the public domain and you got to you you, you separate yourself from them, and that can be well, the hardest one. What I had to do that was on um, the UCH when I had the bank there, and that was to pull a balaclava on in front of a group of people. Everyone walking around, very easy to say that here and there. Yeah. When you do that, because there's no turning back. That's like letting the, the toothpaste out, you know you, out the tube. You can't get mm. it back in. Once you've pulled that on, you can't go, oh, it's a little prank, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is it, it's game on. Very hard initially, you know, to kick into gear like that. Um but anyway, so we had the bit of work, it went successful. Um and as I say, come to the bell-size part one much, much easier. And it's always the same when when it when it goes, ah, well, that one's very easy, that that one'll be okay. And it never is, you know. Because it's always a rolling scene all the time. You never know what's going to happen. You know, it could be three people there. The, the lifts could have opened, then, you know, 50 people could have come, which actually did happen. You know, when the And what happened was, the guard, God rest his soul, you know, I don't just say that, you know, for peace. I mean it with my heart, you know, because it was a genuine accident.
1: What happened to the guard?
0: Well, he panicked. When I took the instead of pulling out a tennis racket, I've took out a, a sawn-off shotgun. So that would that situation would be very surreal to most people, you know, to deal with and have and allow that. You know, you can you can end up you know um, flooding your brain. It can like you know, seize you up. You can make you do really silly things, crazy things, you know. Anyway, he 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 advanced on me as I just get the gun up. I didn't even have my finger on the trigger, or whatever. He went. He walked straight into the gun. It went off. Went off in my hand. And it was just a very, very awful scene. Uh, you know, I had to go through that. And um, but as I say, Joe, like you know the way I, the way I'm built and that. So, but I'm there on a mission. You know, and I'm gonna, and I'm complete. I'm gonna complete that mission. You know, it might sound callous. But at the time, I didn't know how serious, that like, hes you know, it's a split-second thing, obviously the man's going to be badly hurt. But I didn't, you don't, you don't know, you know what I mean, you know. So I, I bent down, picked up the bags. I'm looking around from, you know, the other guy with me. He just moved around to the side of the corner, you know. And what he's done, is an amazingly brave, wonderful man, because... When someone's coming on bits of work and it's not really their crew, it ain't really their thing, this, that, and they're coming on with it, they're even tougher, guys. They're even more thing. You know, it's all right, going, should have said, well, if you didn't want to do it, it's like, no, if someone can almost sell coal to Coleman, you know, um, and you've know, you been, you know, like, oh, the money's easy and it's one that went tomorrow and this, that, you know, but it's very easy, you know, to step over the line, you know, and I carry a lot of responsibility for that. For that very first time when I was in that world, you know. And um, then it went drastically wrong and the guard guard died. And um, it was a very, very difficult time. And it's like, you're not thinking about it, but it's all encompassing. Can't get out of it. I, I, I tried to get into my routine that afternoon. I went to play football over Hanson Heath with all the guys, you know, every Friday. And I was running around and fucking, didn't know, where I was, you know. Um, and it was that night
1: we got arrested. Did you know on that bit of work that he was dead?
0: No. Didn't know until later on in the afternoon. Because that happened at about half past eleven. And um, yeah, just very different. You know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, I've got my own ch- children, you know, my beautiful uh, uh, Polly, and, and you know, I got, You know I mean? He wasn't. Co- he wasn't a combatant to me. He wasn't a soldier. He wasn't. You know, didn't come at me with any weapons or anything. Said, the man was going to work. You know, and I. Um, you know, I always feel like you know, it's, it, it takes the shine off of me a bit. You know, I'm very. I don't. But I'd never speak about it. My children didn't know about that until they're in their twenties. I don't like talking about it as a a deference to him, but it's part of me. And, you know, you you said you would be asking me potentially about this, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's hard, but, you know, I know in my own heart that I never meant to do it. And when we came to court in the trial, which in itself was an absolute... an experience on its own, the judge knew. The... uh, the, the, the thing, but of course they're still going to go for you. They've got to go for you for the uh, the family of the guard. Of course they're going to try and get you for murder or whatever. You know, even if they kind of knew, you know, I mean we're amateurs. You know, put it out. You know, you know.
1: You were twenty two years old at the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. Never, never been involved in crime before. You know, what I mean, didn't even really know anyone. Did you yeah. on that bit of work? Did you panic? No, and I've had you know. You know, decades to think about it, and I and I have done. No, and I uh, didn't pull the trigger. Um, Who pulled the trigger? He ran into it. The gun was faulty. And
1: um, they just popped off.
0: Yeah, and they said then when the trial came around, they said, yeah, but when you close the gun up, the, the safety will automatically go go to safety. Yeah, yeah. And they was able to prove, like Michael Mansfield, Richard Ferguson, top top barristers in this country. Uh, that just by dropping the gun two or three inches, that would knock off the safety. Yeah. And because we'd oiled the gun up in three-in-one oil, just to make it look presentable, all the all the mechanisms and everything it was all slipping. And, you know what I mean? And it was just like because it was meant to be a prop. It was meant to be there for riot control. Yeah, you know a deterrent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My the other guy we had, had, had a pickaxe handle. You know. He had a pickaxe on he was you know, I ain't going to go and shoot anyone. It's the worst thing you could possibly do. How much though you get off that job? Again... Do you remember? I, I, <clears> I don't <throat> even think it was 10 grand, something like that, you know. And even back then, it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. You know. And what roughly you were talking now? That was in 19... That was in 1983.
1: 83. Yeah. When you got out off that job, where did you go and hide? Where did you go? And where did you get nicked?
0: Got nicked that night. Where were you? In the club. Low profile in Finchley Road, and I ate all the crooks and all the villains who come from all around London to go there, because this was the days when pubs used to close in midday, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, right. up the <clears throat> thing, it's like, bomb. so everyone was there and, and you know, and I remember being there that night. But what had happened was, the week before, when we was looking at the bit of work, off-duty policeman was walking along and they thought, that's a bit odd seeing them four guys sat on a the bench there looking over there. So they followed two of them back to their cars and just good old-fashioned policemen that when it came on top when that that when that happened, straight to their numbers and straight to the people. You know, and um uh yeah so I, so we got and what they done, they blocked off the whole of Finchie Road boat ends and that. And as we come out, wow, it was a thing. I remember they tried to put the the it wasn't the this Jamie tried to put him through a window. Um they come at me every duty. But well, what do you expect? Of course they're gonna, you know. And um when the when the heat's on and that you know, you don't feel the pain, and ah, um, and I, I was just in a terrible place. unwind, you know what I mean? Never you know what I mean? Fucking you, you know what I mean? I didn't mean to kill anyone, and uh, but you, you know, you don't even it at the time, but you got to live with that for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And what about the <clears throat> when this
1: happened? How did you feel obviously about the lad that passed? But what about his family as well?
0: Yeah, very difficult for me mean, you know, they were in the court yeah you know um <clears throat> when the when the verdicts came in it was a very very difficult time i, mean, I showed you some of the um mm. the, the, the 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 newspaper things from back then you know it was very difficult but they knew they knew it was a um uh, an accident however t- t- to be to murder it, it consists of two parts and one of them is intent that you intended that day to go out and cause or potentially thing and the other part of it is which is much easier to prove is that what you were carrying had the likelihood to hurt anybody yeah. well of course a loaded sawn or shotgun of course it has so the jury they wanted to find me guilty on the first part of it right. but they couldn't find me guilty on the second part but they they sent a letter back into the judge saying could they find me guilty of, of, of it on the first part and he was very annoyed the judge Judge Tudor Price said I've told you because he knew we're going to see four guys who's going to go to jail for a long time, yeah. but they did not mean to do that. Mm. You know?
1: That's the difference between murder and manslaughter. Yeah. yeah. When you were in the dock there, what did your brief tell you? How many years you reckon you'll get?
0: Well, as I, and I told you, it's very difficult because I was put in a special unit in Brixton, in the Wendy house. There's only six of us in there. How
1: many years did you get for this manslaughter? 18
0: years. 18? Yeah. Were you thinking you were going to get more when you sat in the dock? No. I was told... Even before the trial started, it could be between fifteen or eighteen, and I just thought, oh, I, 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 fuck it, I, I, I should fight it, you know. Yeah. Because at that at that moment, you that that last little that last little chink of light that you might see, you're gonna go for it, as a human, you. Yeah. know what I mean? You know, you think, fuck it. Mm. Ah. You know, so I, you know, and I, and I was getting advised by people what to do in the court and all that, and it just wasn't working. Mm. I defended myself for the first three days, on, on, on the most serious trial after treason mm. you know and the paperwork was getting higher and higher I I've Michael Mansfield coming down into the you know into the cells because I got I got moved from the court into the cells because of my behaviour mm. what sort but, of behaviour well I was told what to were you go, doing in the court well I was told to go back in the next day because he wouldn't give me a separate trial or, or to allow anything there to tell him he was being treating me very unreasonably and he's been very thing and that, that, and that the jury and everything so I've gone in there and through the adrenaline, and excitement, I'm, you know, I probably got a little bit more shouty and not a little bit more, you know, thing. And it came across as though I was shouting at the judge and shouting at the jury and that. And I was fighting for my life, you know, and for my co-defendant's life. Because if I get found guilty of murder, they all, as co-defendants, yeah. will get found as well, you know. So you know. What did they get? What did your co D you get? So, so two, two others of them got 18 years as well. John O'Connor and Terry, Terry E, and uh, he—they'd never been in trouble in their lives before. Yeah, never been in trouble in their lives before. Just you know, like, did you talk them into doing this job? Yeah, yeah. You know, i had been successful before, you see, as well. And you know, listen, these are these are grown men. They are they. They. I think they'd be annoyed if I said that I talked them into it. Mm. They knew they were doing a uh, thing, but I made the transition a bit easier by it. You explaining know, how much you can earn what that, you can do boom, how easy it is how okay. easy it was and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the boom and this that you yeah.
1: know and back then what was the biggest fear when you were on a job no CCTV about there was no fear there was no fear of no nothing fear, nothing no. nothing whatsoever
0: nope.
1: and then when you got 18 mm. when the judge went right Jimmy yeah.
0: Brown boom yeah. you got 18 years yeah. can you remember that feeling that moment I do absolutely I remember when he said right stand up the worst part was the verdicts You stand up and how do you find a Brown guilty number one on the indictment thing? And my fucking body was tingling bloody through my arms and hands and it. And um when they said not guilty, there was this audible, not it wouldn't be absolutely awful if anyone had cheered or like Mm. thing there, but you could hear this like you know, and some tears and everything, you know fucking awful what you put your family and other people through you know
1: that's the thing we're talking about here. it's not mm. just what you put yourself through it's mm. not what you just put the other family it's, through it's a knock on effects of your personal family as well and everyone else most villains
0: will admit yeah. that, that, that they've been selfish Yeah. if if they're true to themselves you know what I mean if you start to think about your wife and kids you would not go out the door yeah, doing I agree. it you know and this is one of the things so when it? you got an 18 mm. where'd they put you first so then I went to I went to the scrubs and that's when, you know, I learned I realized how much I could fight. You know, didn't know before until I got there. I remember I was they put me in this thing and they had that Nielsen. Matt Nielsen. Mm. He wanted to kill thirteen people. Mm. And he sat at the end of this table, long table. I look at him and I went to him, Get off this fucking table. He looked at him, get off the fucking table. I mean, I'm just like just starting out at an mm. eighteen, you know. And uh 'cause I'm not having the thoughts of my mum and my sisters and brother that thinking yeah. I'm sitting on the table with yeah, yeah. that monster. Mm. You know? And then what happened, what I was to start to learn very quickly that the people I was with, this little tier one group of people, their morals and principles were higher mm. than most people I've ever come across. Yeah. Very strict. And because like, I was about 20 years younger and they took me the doing that, fuck me, they were strict on me. You know what I mean? You know, mm. the right way to be. You know, boom. Way to see things, discipline, yeah, respect, yeah, respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way of looking at things, and then when I put that in with the way I look at things and everything, it just brought me to a, a, a completely new level. You say tier one, yeah, is that was that cat A? So that's cat that's category A, and then there's people in the prison, and it's like it's a who's who of like of, of prisoners, and you know, X thing this that the other. I mean, slightly it's a bit different now, but even though you will still have that. Back then, you had some major, major, uh, prop you know, villains as they were back then. You know, I mean, Dave Bell, who I was with, uh, um, Sidney Draper, um, Stan Thompson. Uh, Stan Thompson, he escaped with Jerry Tua at the Wendy House, Jerry Tua at the IRA years before. They put him back in there, that's when I first met him, and they put me in there with him the first time. And we, and the P2 Bologna terrorist, he was in there, and I'm like that. I'm out of Camden Town, you know, so you're a 22 year old kid, really. Yes. really it's young, young man, young isn't it? Man. Really young. So, what they done, they yeah. created me, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, they
1: can mold me. you however you wanted, but you must have sat there and thought, you know what, I quite like this, I don't mind being molded. I had it, I was going for your mold, well, well,
0: it wasn't, you know, and I'm having like Alsatian dogs going with me, ever yeah. and this, that, and When you start to get this, you start to get this thing, about, you know what I mean, like about you, you know, and at that age, and you know, and you know, and it just carries on, yeah, you know, but. Even as a category, it doesn't put you in that tier one thing. You know what I mean? You've had to have it'd be definitely what the what you've done, yeah, most definitely. So With,
1: who who were the who were the little firm you had around you in there? The older lot, what what, right. are they, all, what are they all in there for? So
0: they're all in there for armed robberies yeah. but not just any robberies, You know what I mean? So uh, Dave Bell, his bit of work, widows the the series of that yeah. was on that time. That's from his bit of work where they stopped the van on the underpass at Euston Road and uh, opened it up and everything. You know what I mean? These were serious, beautiful players. You know what I mean? Mm. They'd, they'd stolen one of the rep vans of one of the security companies a week or so before. Not for the van, but for the radio. Mm. And on the day of the robbery, they'd go, yes, headquarters on that one. And then they'd mask it up and no one else could get into headquarters. And they'd just be ripping it out with fucking disc and everything, you know? And All cash, nev- all cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never hurt anyone. And it's the sort of thing. And he's a prop that took it very ultra seriously, very successful, and highly respected. You know. And on food boats, you have like four or five people. You know, sometimes, you know, maybe sometimes six, whatever. Would you say that on food boats?
1: On a food boat. Food boat. Go so on. So that's what
0: you eat with every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, so then I'm arrived as green as you like, from the scrubs. I've been fighting, you know, every other day in there. them screws. was trying to send people in to knock the fucking thing out of me, you know. And that wasn't happening, you know. And uh, then I go there and I was very green, you know what I mean, like this fucking little bit anxious, do you know what I mean, going to one of these places, fucking, you know, maximum security. I remember walking around on my own because I didn't know. But as soon as I got there, you had this camaraderie thing and you know people... They come and they give you toothpaste and this, that, and the other, boom, boom, And I knew I was being watched over a few weeks or whatever by this the the, the, the these guys and I'd been tested. They'd put something somewhere, only days sort of and I was going, Now you watching all that. And they was waiting to see if the screws ever went back to them. They'd know it was me. Mm. Had little tests and all yeah. like that there, you know. And then eventually they said, Would you like to come and uh, be with, uh, with us and that? And that was it. That was the um, Who else was in that little firm? Stan Thompson yeah um excuse me Stan Thompson Sidney Draper Dave Bell um John Matthews on another wing but then so on on each wing you'd have this like four or five people on each wing like boom. and then you'd have another little food boat and they'd be as respected in a way but might not as well thing but there's not many yeah I mean you gotta understand like in prisons 50% of prisoners they're there as oil and petrol to keep the system going yeah to keep people in jobs, to keep, you know, otherwise it would... You mentioned a minute ago, Wendy House. What's a Wendy House? So the Wendy House, that's like a special unit. And you get these people, they go, yeah, I was in the special unit or whatever. Um, there's only, there was only three special units back there then. One was in Leicester. And I think, I'm not sure what the other one was. And then the other one was was in Brixton. Yeah. Now you have the equivalent would be in Belmarsh. Right, okay. So that would be the one in London. Then they'd have another couple, they might even have two or three more. But they, you know, I mean, when people say like they they're in these like hospital type places, like Grendon might be used to, uh, uh, something like that. They're hospital places. They're not special units. You know, mm. I was asked this question before by a friend of mine. Explain, you
1: know. to, explain to the listener out there right now on YouTube. What's a special unit? The difference between banged up and a special unit.
0: Right. So you are completely treated completely and utterly differently. You know, you don't have to. You don't do no. You don't do anything. You you know because you're going to be in for a hell of a long time. I mean, I met Harry Roberts. Is so he the one who killed the copper? Yeah, the okay. three guys, yeah three yeah. coppers. You met him. You'd never think you had done that. Yeah. Make apple pies like like, like, like you know one like what's what's the name fucking Fanny Craddock or something. Mm. Like, had the most <laughs> softest hands making it. You would <laughs> do all damn years in the you know in the, in the special unit. You know one of the most interesting things with him I found there was because one of the things I'd done when I was in jail I was observing. I treated it like as a human zoo, like, like in a psychological sense. You know. And one of the interesting things he told me was, he said, how strange it was to walk upstairs. Because he hadn't walked upstairs in 20 fucking years. Because mm. it's like being in a submarine. It's all on just one level. And Sidney Draper, who I was in, I was on the food boat uh, for like two or three years in Gartry. We we're coming to that's a beautiful story. Where's Gartry in the country? That's in, Le- that's in Leicester. Leicester, okay. And that's where the helicopter is. Helicopter, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that Wait. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So tell me... Uh, moving forwards when you're up in the Leicester bit there, mm. who instigated organising a helicopter to land in the prison for an escape?
0: Right. What happened there was that 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 came about because a guy arrived in the jail. He His name was Johnny Kendall. But they used to call him Elton because he looked like Elton John. You know. And he'd been taken off of a van about eight or nine months before the guy called Terry Smith, great friend of mine, wrote a book called *The Art of Armed Robbery*. And um, he'd been took off the van. Now it was, it was a lottery; he was going to be handcuffed to that Terry Smith because he's they're taking him off the van. And it so happens that, that Johnny Kendra's handcuffed to him, and he was a burglar doing seven years. You know, Terry Smith, heavy duty player, you know. And um, how heavy was Terry Smith? Very heavy. Go on. Yeah. yeah. Give me an example. But these are, the, you know, I mean, when I start, when, when I say you're talking about, these are the Premier League players, you know, what I mean, you know, in, in that world, they were, you know, Dave Bell, uh, and, uh there's names I can't even mention to you that, mm. that are in the shadowlands that literally, you know, uh, this is being anathema to them to do something like that. Just yeah. would not do it, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only doing this because of another career I took on, which put me in the public eye anyway. Yeah. Otherwise I would always been in the sh- the shadows as well, shadow lands, you know. Mm. Where we where, where we should have been, you know.
1: How long were you in that nick up in Leicester and who organized the chopper to land?
0: Right. So I'd been in prison by that time, I think about three years, three and a half years. So I knew I think I could even wave at the mice. Hi, wave back, you know what I mean? Yeah, go any, any crumbs? Nah. That's me asking them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, so I knew really everything. Anyway, so this guy comes and comes into the shop I was in. We used to sit in his workshops, but obviously weights, pull ups, and all that. I never done no work, you know. Mm. And um, and he sat there on his own. I did, and I thought we sort of. And I knew I'd already heard that he'd come from wherever. So he comes and sits down with me, and uh, we're chatting away. And then he's and he's in yellow patches, and he's in yellow stripes. And what that is, it has to make you stick out from everyone else, so just keep their eye on you a bit more. So I knew that. Uh, you know, and I knew what had happened and all that. And then he started going, "Oh, I'd love to. I need to get out." Especially when you've just been out on the street, it's very—it takes time for that to come out of you. You know, when you're in the uh, when you're in the jails. You know, <coughs> and I'm looking at him, and I'm uh, you know, because I've had lots of people talking like to me about this, that, and the other one. So I told him, and when I told him, and I said to him, "Look, there's only one way this that about." And I told him how to do it, what to do. And he's not just telling someone. You have to make them believe it as well. Mm. You've got to make them believe your, uh, your own dream, your own... Well, I know, it wasn't me, but I told you before, I look at things, I know what's possible and what isn't, you know. He's on another wing. And I've told him he can only have it with city Draper, Dave Belt, and uh, uh, Stan Thompson was on there, was on there as well. I, and I was on another wing. And we're talking about it, and he's asking me how... How can I get a um, how you get a helicopter? You can, you can go and hire one. And what it was is to hire the helicopter to go and look, because he's gonna buy a bit of land to build a house on. You know what I mean? And then once he's up there, and that's when the tool came out. And that guy's name was Andy Russell. And when I say about what can happen in jails and Conrad you do have that little tier one system, but there's also all these other beautiful guys as well. You know, you, you know, and um He'd only met Andy Russell seven months before that. Who had only met Andy Russell? Um, Johnny Kendall. Right, okay. And that was in where, where was, yeah. uh, Wandsworth. And he met him down in the thing. And, um, Who's,
1: who was flying the helicopter? who was Andy Russell. Who, well, Andy Russell's flying the helicopter. Yep. So he's the guy outside. So when he gets told what to do, yep. he will then go and do it. So Andy Russell was outside. He yep. got helicopter and yes. the pilot... Didn't have a clue? No. So the pilot was flying around on a on a recce, first yeah. of all. And to then, think,
0: because he's going to... He, they, they're getting him near yeah. Market Harbour.
1: To get him to then... To, put, so so put, it ain't far to
0: go to the prison. Yeah, okay. Thing. You got me? Okay. Because what he's saying is the reason why I'm, You can go and hire the helicopter at any time you want. Yeah. So, you know, bomb. And it was because he was going to buy... And it all seemed very feasible. Okay. You know, you never could so the pilot wasn't thinking anything? Was not thinking anything. But yet, the peril of... All the things that could have gone wrong yeah. by doing it. I mean it's one of the most riskiest operations one could ever do, you know. But anyway, so I've told him what to do and I've uh and I've even told him how that we are to be distinguished from uh everyone else, and that was by putting white tails around their necks. Okay. And um What
1: year was this?
0: That's now I about
1: eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. So you orchestrated Helicopter to land in the yard of this prison. Yes. It landed, but the pilot didn't have a clue. No. He was under pressure. So yep. the fellow. He's got under... a gun to his head. So he's got pressure. a gun to his head. Okay. Yeah. So he's doing whatever to keep him on the sweet. So, okay. so When he's
0: up in the air, yeah. all of a sudden, when they get up in the air, yeah. and that's it, they're up. Andy Russell pulls the gun out and goes, Right, you are now taking me to here.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's what he done. But what he could have done when he landed, he could have gone, oh, I ain't fucking doing nothing and run. Yeah. He could have jumped out and just run. Yeah. You know what I mean? But
1: he didn't. Here, oh, let's, let's, slow, let's slow this down a yeah. bit. Yeah. Andy Russell mm. is in the pilot's passenger seat. Yes. The, the driver, so, the pilot, hit me out a sec, the yeah. pilot is mm. told what to do. He's got a gun yes. to his head. Mm. The pilot's floating around, floating around. Mm. Andy Russell's gone, bosh, right. get down there. Yes. Land down there. And you three are waiting to jump on the helicopter. No.
0: Just not, two not of yet. them were. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is... Where were you at the time? I get told, this is a Thursday morning. And it's November thing, and there on another wing. He's been escorted one way, with bars in between us, and he's saying to me, "This afternoon, uh, uh, yeah, bomb. I get told I've got a visit. Do you know what I mean?" Yeah. So, I'm looking at him. He ain't told me. Make sure you're out there because they're a game of football or something. You know what mm. I mean? He just goes, he's looking at me like that and I don't take, I don't take the hints or nothing. I don't take it. So, I remember I, sat on, I was sitting on the visit and, that, and I can hear this and I knew. I knew there and then. And, um, that was difficult for me, you know what I mean, to take because, what happened there? was so, you had, Who's in contact with Andy Russell to make this happen? Right now, but now you're coming into sort of things that cannot be discussed. Yeah, do you okay. Just those kinds no, of fine. details. That's fine, that's fine. But
1: I'm just trying to work out. In 87, there was obviously no mobile phones. How does the world right. get out? And to so that's go, the beautiful do, thing of it. So okay. when i say about the jeopardy.
0: Now, yeah. On that day, it was a very foggy day. And they could have easily said, like, what they call inclement weather. You know what I mean? They could have been spitting me around. They go, right, can't, come out. Yeah. So it's a real risk. You know what I mean? At that time... They knew when the exercise was so it wasn't like you couldn't have these uh, mobile phones yeah. or this, that, the other, you know. The time was set, the date was set, and um, I wasn't told nothing. And what, what had happened there was, and the reason, and this is one of the things I, I, was, I was with Johnny Kendall later on, we, mm. we were both in Bartley Square. Uh, um, Johnny,
1: uh, um, that's a better place to be, in. it? Yes, <laughs> it was, yeah.
0: Uh, his place, um, Freddie Foreman's Boys, he, yeah, he, he had a uh, place there, yeah. beautiful restaurant. and
1: um, what happened what happened to the helicopter the two lads get in it yeah so city driver
0: gets in it Johnny Kendall gets in it and there's one spare place that was mine yeah well no one else is ever going to get in it you know what I mean you know so they take off they go about a mile and a half and then they land it and now they're on their toes they stop a couple of vans and they're off into the distance. So stop
1: vans, jump the fans, chuck yep. them out, get yep. the car, Bob off they the go. Vans, gone out, Bam. Bob. So they've done that a couple of times and yep. they're off skis.
0: And they're gone. How long were they on the run for? Right. Well, he didn't last very long. Um, Johnny Kendall. And I always contend that had I been out there, it would really lasted a lot longer. Don't mm. worry about that. He lasted a lot longer, City Draper. And Siddy Draper, you got say, well, I just go, City Draper, he'd spent a long time in prison, but he's one of the most respected men in the in them places. Very, very clever. Dave Bell you know you do the, they'd be doing the Guardian, you know uh, you know the cryptic crossword and things mm. like that, and you know very very smart guys you know the guy you know, some of the people I was with in the Wendy house they had the mobile diamond, they come from the Genevese family mm. Jerry Scalese uh I was just some amazing characters mm. you know, and uh, and so for me to do something like that you know i mean that, that I, I I knew it was feasible to do, yeah, you know. Were you the
1: instigator of it?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. Is that why they're thinking in prisons these days all the netting on, on well, the that top? Was, that was the Is reason that the why? reason why? Yeah, okay. and I
0: remember looking up at that going, fuck, you know, that's just cost, we just cost them millions yeah. to do that, you know. How long How long was the first one on the run for if he got nicked and then the second lad? So, Johnny, he, so, Johnny Ken, he was on the run for about a couple of weeks. Yeah. And he was on the run for months. Okay. Year, something like that that you know, said do you wish you were on a helicopter that day? I do for the thrill of it, but not because it would have really affected my future, I believe, in, okay. you know, not in a in a negative way. I don't think I would have ever been able to go into the shadows the way I was. Yeah. You know? What did you what was your life
1: like? What was their life like when they come back? How long did how long did did they get another sentence? Yeah. Or what did they get on top?
0: So he so he got ten years. On top for the escape. For the uh, uh he got ten years, um Andy Russell. Yeah, he deserves a medal, that man. What he you done? Uh, he got seven years, Johnny Kendall, on yeah. top. And I think, see, because he was doing life, he was doing life recommended 25 years. Mm. And he got that sentence for sitting in the back of a van. Wow. When he's co-defendant, lent out the front up in Scotland and shot a security guard. You know, wow. You know. Just going back to Andy Russell,
1: Fair play to him. Fair juice. Fair right? coming. Him coming in. Do you in, know what I mean? He's, got not, he's risking his Only own life nine to, to, help, for to help nine his two mates well. yeah. to take two boys, two mates yep. out yep. and he's got a 10 for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, is he still yep. alive? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he London? Yeah. Yeah. Love to get him on. Well, uh, well I can ask via whoever to yeah. potentially make that happen. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Because what? again... A, a true, true, uh, amazing guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Fair play. Yeah.
1: What was your What was your rest of your years like then? After that happened. So then happened, I got moved. Did they give? Did they? Bu- anyone bubble you up? Did your name come up anywhere? Yeah. Or did you I, just slip through the net? No, no.
0: Was... no, I got. I. It, it came up for me. Someone had put a fucking note or something in. And
1: um, say again, they put a note. where... So they
0: found a note in the. Because um, it's in a book. Yeah. So Someone's in the book, and they found a note in the fucking box. Saying... I got, Talking about. That there was going to be a there was going to be a helicopter escape,
1: yeah,
0: or an escape, and I got moved. I, I got put up in. I got moved up the next day following day I Got moved up to Franklin. I was put in solitary, up there.
1: And, What's uh, that like as a prison?
0: Franklin. Mm. Well, I've heard lots of stories, about Yeah, that. when I went up there, it was fucking. It was grim. Not, not only because of distance, but it's a very modern prison, and I, you know, like Garth, oh, it was old. You know, a bit older. You know, and um. And up there, you know, there like there was like there's only just this little group of Londoners up there, like from Bermondsey, a few Isleton, just us little little group up there. Billy big Billy Adams, beautiful guy, dear friend of mine. I spent a lot of time with him. Um, and um and um, you know, um some amazing beautiful guys, you know. But mm. well, one of the things is for me, I had made the choice, I wasn't gonna meet these people when I come out.
1: Well, you made the point saying I'm not going to carry on with this life when no, I no,
0: no, no. I was I became even
1: A, oh, more God. prolific. Okay. Oh my lord! Yeah. yeah. Okay. How many years did you do with the 18? 12. 12. When you come out, how old were you? 34. 34.
0: What was your life like when you come out? I was very fortunate. I met the most beautiful girl, Karen, who's the, the, the mother of my uh, daughter Polly, and she's an amazing woman. Um, stuck by me, you know. She's she stuck by all those no, 12 no, no. years for, No, I she stuck by me, but I I I'd let her down. Okay. Me, I fuck things up. Yeah. You know? And i you know, I always said that I've, I've always apologised to her over that, you know. When you come out, what were you doing for a pound note? I just went bang at it. Okay. Yeah. I don't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we've you know, gathered the yeah, participated a little bit, i kind of gone around a bit, I went straight to I went spang at You're it. You were straight at it, what straight
1: again, robberies.
0: Well i won't say what I think, but you know, I was you know, right at the uh, Tier One thing again, you know. And um very, very lucky I met some beautiful people who some of my friends to this date and um without them fuck knows I don't know what would have uh, you know, how it would have gone I don't I don't know. But I was with like these these people were a major, major players in London and around the country. And a couple of them was in Europe and that, you know. Mm. And, uh, but by then, you see, I'm a completely different guy.
1: Well, you were a completely different guy yeah, from, then, compared to, to 22 or compared... Yeah,
0: compared to when I went in. Yeah. So when I came out, I was a completely different What was the person.
1: difference? Apart from age and being a proper adult of 34, what was Yeah, the just so thing?
0: much more seasoned. I viewed this world very differently. Um, I saw a lot of... Because you have that much time to study mm. and things, like that. I saw, you know, a lot of people w- wouldn't really want to see the mechanics of what this life is really about mm. for everyone. Do you know what I mean? You know, what were you like mid thirties, forties? How'd you explain your personality? I've always been a good guy. I, 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 I'm gonna say that anyway. Mm. You know, but you know, I'm I- I- always been there for everyone. I have you know, always been there for people. Don't you know, like, be counted on. Um, always bought that you know what I mean no one when the people I was with no one makes no one person make this it's where it refines you know like and you you know just um, there's no such thing as luck mm. you know what I mean it's what you do it's opportunity preparation and that the more
1: risk you take the luckier you get Yeah, right. but and
0: also the people mm. you're with the people yeah. you mix with up and down the country or mm. wherever it is you know what I mean they have to be on that same thing mm. how loyal are you? ultra yeah. Ultra loyal. See that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was one of the things that I knew I have. To, I didn't have to buy. Yeah. You know, not to buy that's come from me inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was tested over the years and then prisons, you know. So I want to know when you come out,
1: what were your movements? What were your next movements in your 30s and 40s? What were you doing?
0: Right. So then I come out and I was training over the Arsenal. Charlie George, a great friend of mine. Um, great Arsenal legend. I used to train over there with the guys. We I used to go over there Three or four days a week. So I was, I was told that I was a great footballer. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, you know. I, and this is the thing. They're my punishments. You see, that I, you know I could have been a professional footballer. No mm. two ways about that. But not at 34. No. So you missed out. on But that yeah. had I have not made such foolish yeah. decisions at 21 and yeah. twenty because I was an athlete anyway. Yeah. You know, I could have done. I was, I was. I used to get paid 30 quid for playing over Market Road mm. in different teams. You know. Um, 30 quid back then was a nice Was would it yeah of for course drink money yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like... tell me I want to know when you come out
1: and Nick that day what were your movements he's like oh I'm my. out what am oh, I doing, yeah. so I got am I doing? where up. am I so I what?
0: got picked up on a nice great big joint nice big fucking live and I <laughs> yeah we kept going yeah. <laughs> as you do as if I wasn't fly enough <laughs> as it was you know I'm fucking out I really am and then uh, we stopped off for uh, in this that's a nice welcome couple
1: of prezis, isn't it yeah it was Yeah, <laughs> in the back of the car yeah
0: yeah and uh, then we stop off at this place to get salary and that's the last thing i want you know and karen who because uh, i i i I'd, I'd, I'd gone on the run you see i went on the run and that's when when prior to that because there's so many things that we've kind of like because boom, 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 it would take so so over yeah i went on my i went on i went on my toes one of my friends you went on your toes when you come out no you escaped I you escaped no, prison so I, yeah so what i'd done was i, I was in the mount prison the mount and uh, they was preparing me for um, in Hertfordshire, and they was preparing me to, to, to get out with to be with the public again. So they I used to go to the dog kennels, it was about three miles away on a bike every day and come back. They were wonderful people and that. But they used to just say to me, like, go and have a drink now, it was in the afternoons. So I used to come back fucking drunk after the time, you know. And some of my dear friends like Darren Nally, that they used to come, they're out of West London. They used to come up and visit me and that. And one Friday, I don't remember this like uh, She wasn't all that good looking, but you know what I mean? <laughs> she followed me into the toilets, uh, you know, like in that market. Uh, no, where's, where's that? that um, it's not it's not market, it's that market. I was thinking, where they, they've got that big airfield there at the Mount. Anyway, it's yeah. a fucking pub there, whatever. She's fucking followed me in there anyway. I thought, oh, I'm not going back tonight. You know what I mean? And uh, I said to him, come, and he's going, no, 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 come on, bomb. Anyway, I left the bike there and I and they went back for 18 months, I went and lived, eventually went lived in Spain with uh, Ronnie Knight and all that for, um, <laughs> Did you? Over, yeah, over a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. fantastic, where well, I met Everyone. all the major players yeah. again, what prime. about
1: Marbella? I, I was in Fingerola Fingerola yeah. yeah, Estepona around there, yeah, yeah. and
0: um, Neil Robinson, God rest his soul, yeah. uh, that's where I first met, I first met him, um, Paul Ferris, yeah, at Scotland, I first met him with Neil Robinson, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful guy who Paul Ferris Paul Ferris yes, yeah. good bloke yes yeah. I, one of the things that struck me with him was his intelligence and uh, they used to call him the baby face him mm. back then because they didn't look like what, uh, you know how ferocious he could be but it was the intelligence first and uh, Neil was going to me like that's uh, man, that's Paul can you make sure and I was walking around with him down in the the town and that you know I remember him trying to say to me that Paul Ferris trying to put a knife and that you know what I mean and I didn't want to say to him, like, I am I was a national fencing champion. Mm. I could fucking leave someone in their underpants, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, know? you know, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything. Because, again, you know, it was one of the things, all them years in the jail, I could never tell anyone that I'd been in the Army. I mm. could never tell anyone, things. I'm mixing with IRA people from the IRA. Pat Lachlan, Chelsea Barrett, he was a great friend of mine. They was all friends of mine, the IRA thing, you know what I mean? You know, it wasn't my thing, you know. Even I was a soldier and that, you know. Yeah. You know, but again, I they didn't know I'd been in the Army. I didn't ask them anything about RA things or any of these other terrorists I was with. I was with like PLO. I was with um the is the Mozad, they kidnapped the Nigerian foreign minister and they put him in the crater Heathrow. But they forgot to put the diplomatic seal on it. So they get nick get a trial stretch. One was the Israeli doctor, This other guy, I forget what his name was, he and he's trying to show people how to do fucking Carl McGuire uh, and I'm like fuck off mate you know, mm. you know but all these types of people I met you know
1: so you've met all these people mm. you've done runners you've done helicopters mm. duh, 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 duh. you've been banged up 18 you've done a 12 what's your life been since you've been out I want to know what you're like at your peak right? your peak yeah. in 30s and 40s in the criminal underworld yeah
0: top yeah I really was very very lucky very lucky you know tell me about that so I always believe you know look, no man makes an island, and this that other. And as I say, I had, I've had two amazing partners, and um, they're going like that. We didn't know he was as mad as he was about me. Well, I don't know, but <laughs> I've had two amazing partners. And I, and what it was is when I decided I, I just wanted to go and do something else. It's very hard, very very difficult to pull away from a certain life. You know, uh, to explain to people because people they might take it personally. There's nothing like anything to do with that at all, you know, and um, you know, and he's a great. Some of them are still my dearest friends now. You know what I mean? And uh, but I just want to go and do other things in my life. But in the peak of my life, at the peak of that world, I owned three ads in Size Park. I, I had a Porsche 911. Um, you know, I went to the best restaurants. I my, my beautiful. I've never. Never had a, a girlfriend as a trinket. You know, I had three beautiful. They're still my dearest friends now. Um, you know, they're the ones who kept me in fucking in shape. You know, especially Karen. You know what I mean? I was with her for years. And uh, um, how are you earning?
1: How are you earning money for free gaffes in Belsize park, nice but, motors, nice restaurants, nice clothes? I was back,
0: back then, I was in shadow. I was in the shadow, and I, when I say the shadow, and that means I was bang at it. But I don't wish to to say what I was at because then by implication that would infer that the people I was with was at that. Mm. So I, I don't want that to be an inference. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, again, one of the things is, you know, uh, for me, I'd rather be disliked for who I am uh, than to be loved for who I'm not.
1: Yeah, great one-liner, that. Yeah. Great one-liner. Yeah,
0: you know, come closer this morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. What's the score then? How many years did you float around? <coughs> float around is the wrong word. How many years were you in that? criminal underworld 14 in the shadow 14, 14 years yeah. and, you were, and you were very successful at time do you ever get banged up were you ever close to getting nicked at any
0: point I went all around the world I did so I in Australia they kicked the door through I'd only been there about 18 hours another guy with me uh, he, he 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 was the son of Molly I know was and he got he originally got Joe out there before, and he was living next door to the prime minister. And, uh, when he was with me, he was told not to go and be anywhere. And they say, so we're right out there in Bondi fucking uh, beach or whatever. The hotel right on that yeah, thing there, yeah, yeah. and uh, they kicked the door in, machine guns, uh, cameras, and all that. And I had all my skydiving because I've skydived around the world, you know. And uh, I had all my skydiving kit in the corner. My brother is was is a top rugby coach, and he was coaching Cottesloe in, in Perth at the time. And I'm using them to, uh, what they're doing, knocking all the panels through. And I had 25 grand in cash. In the what were you doing out
1: there?
0: Well, I told them I said I was out there skydiving, and that's why I had to have the cash because they don't take, they did not like credit cards at drop zones. <laughs> <laughs> and what it was, they went as they was going. I couldn't believe they were going back out the door uh, of the hotel. And they was going. They went, James Brown, you're going down. I thought, no, I fucking ain't. But it nearly made me. I, I I I had to stay there for a month, and I had a squad of a hundred follow me everywhere. No. Yeah. What well, so, you were talking here, roughly? Nineties. So Ninety, yeah, ninety-two, ninety-three, something like that, yeah. Why Why do you think they
1: smash your door down after only being there eighteen hours?
0: Well, obviously, then. Well, what happened was, I didn't know myself, but a, a a a firm from Manchester got nicked, and some another firm out of Essex. All got nicked on that thing there, and luckily uh, for me and everything, and in the depositions and everything, what some people was able to see, and luckily I was able to have a little perusal of them. But had that not been written out, for you could look like I'd fucking uh, up to things. i got out and someone else got out of the thing, but no they was all under observations anyway, and I've walked in under. Onto observation
1: So you've landed They know you've landed they're, and they're on me. straight on the you The guy I'm okay. with
0: him, He loses his phone As we go for Ethro In one of them grey trays yeah. I should have tumbled it then You see Yeah okay And I booked my ticket Down in Down in the Down in the West End And the other guy I was with He booked his ticket somewhere else And I was saying I'd only met him there Which was true I'd only met him At, uh, at the thing And I decided You know To have his little travel mate Or whatever And it and it was incredible because they've they were sending people into me, like girls trying to slip their into me. Uh one of the guys, he was a um, he was their thing. He was the he was the he was the rugby coach for New South Wales, about that big captain, uh, which is the Sydney side yeah. all, all that there. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one uh leading them on to me. And um But I wasn't up to I wasn't doing anything. That's Did you get point. nicked? No, because as I said, Joe, I took them in. The only place they wouldn't come with me was skydiving. But they followed me absolutely everywhere. Why did you ask why they're following you? Well was I on that first in that first twelve or eighteen hours, when they came into our hotel room, I got a charge sheet and they had everything except, you know, going to the moon. You know what I mean? Is <laughs> either here for Rob it is over he's either here to rob banks, is here for drugs, or is it this that it was all put down on the charge sheet.
1: Yeah. But they've also seen you've got 25 Gs on you.
0: Yeah, and I'd said to and them... And they, have they confiscated that of you? No, because no, okay. I said to them, I took that over. Really he had the Bank of Scotland wrapped, wrapped up that, Yeah, okay. And I'd said, I, that's for, for my skydiving, you know what I mean? You know, so
1: in that 14 years in the shadow that Australia, what else happened in those 14 years? As regards... just Just your lifestyle... Were you nightclubs? Were you bird Yeah, partying, so much. the
0: people I was with. Yeah. I mean, they owned some of the biggest, majorest clubs in London. Yeah. I promise you. And some of them, you know, these families, they wasn't all crooks. Some of them had gone to university. Yeah. And I remember them saying... There's like, a lot of
1: super clever, yes, intelligent, and, and I remember, sharp. and they was going to me. Yeah, mate.
0: When, when, when they was going, Ronnie Twine on a fucking thing, you know what I mean? it's Fucking, you know... um. You know, I was. What uh, sort of
1: clubs were you booting around in in the mid nineties, early two
0: thousands? Do you remember the names? I can. I'd, I'd rather not because, because of links. The, okay. Yeah, because fair yeah, enough. Because what I don't want to do is I. I as I say, I will come in any of this for me. And if I start doing that, there that links thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm it. very proud of the people I've, that I've been with. Well, I'm super, super proud of people. I'm very fortunate and lucky. But I've moved away from that there now, and I don't want to be. I want to leave the people, anybody on who if they're in the Shadowland, I want them to have stayed yeah. in this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you know? I get
1: it. I get it.
0: At, what made
1: you what made you after 14 years goes I've had enough? And how hard is it to leave something like the criminal world like that? It,
0: it was very, really, really difficult. But I knew we was get was having so much heat on us, you know what I mean, from yeah. MI5 and fucking squads from up north they were sending down on us and everything, you know. And as I left there, we, it was quite quickly that I started then looking after Amy Winehouse and Pete Dockett, you know, no Old Fielding. As their bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you
1: then? Roughly. 34 plus another 13. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mid forties. Yeah, yeah, late. Amy Winehouse, she loved me. I loved her, you know. How close how how well did you know Amy Winehouse? Not as not as well as I'd like to have, but I don't know it's the same as like with you. I can know someone for twenty years, and think, oh, I've known in twenty minutes. Yeah. I know someone twenty minutes. Yeah. I think I've known in twenty years, yeah. and she was one of them. She was the most beautiful, lovely girl, um, and um, I always like the the the, uh, the divine line between me and other people was was that I I'd, I'd have a little line of coke maybe, or I might have a puff or something, but I would never take anything else. Yeah. So when then people used to go to the top of the house and I, I would never go up there. So I was able then to converse with her. On a different level. Okay. You know, when I was with like, you know, Noel Fielding, um, James Gordon, Gordon, uh, um, just the, the names went on and on, you know, and the amazing guy, because I was actually there at that time, you know, when it was all happening mm. back then, you know. The so indie, we're talking now, like mid- The indie world. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that, that, that time. That really yeah. blew up, didn't it? Wow, that was brilliant. You know? Early 2000s, yeah, uh, late uh, 90s uh, Sadie 2000s. Frost, yeah. You know, Kate Moss, all that world, you know.
1: What was that world like for you then? How did they come How did
0: they approach you? Did you approach them? Or was it well, just no, word of like, mouth? They just like, who's that? Who the fuck's he? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just thinking, I'm just being me. You know what I mean? I've never tried to be anything else than, than what I'm not. Yeah. You know? Like, when I come here, you know, I'll just be me. Yeah. You know? Um, And, um, like, I've always been. You know? And, I, I, you know what I mean? You always try and make this over, but, I, you know, you know, the longer you live, the more you know regrets you have. The more like you can fall out with people, this that, the other, or the more you want to do, whatever you know. But I, I, you know, I mean, I hold my head, high and my hand, on my heart. I've always done the right thing, what I considered the right thing. You know what I mean? What was the defining
1: moment when you were forty eight, which is fourteen years in the shadows, when you went, "I've got to stop, I need out"?
0: Because I knew it was it's coming on top, coming right on top, okay. it's on, and it's on me especially. Okay. Um, well, you know, I travelled round. I went round Europe with Christina in my Porsche. We were all round Europe about, you know, a few 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 months of that. And I was being followed everywhere. There. Um, how paranoid were you getting? Very. It okay. made me ill. I became ill in the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: How long do you reckon? In that last fourteen years, how many years do you reckon paranoia really kicked in over those last?
0: I never realised it. Yeah. You see, I never realised it was making me. It's only like uh, it's only like years down the line afterwards that I realised. Fuck me, I was going through it. You know.
1: So if you were to guess how many years do you reckon the last couple of years that year 12 year 13 year 14 I mean you know
0: like in my book I talk about an incident where in in Spain I'm asked to go and uh, and someone fucked off with 400 grand or something you know and I track it I tracked him down through Spain then I got got him in Gibraltar and and it was someone's father and they said be careful but he carries knives and he's dangerous and everything I'm thinking what do you want me to do and I'm like boom 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 you know I've always been one of these people. Uh, you know, like I, I was telling them, Do you realise how much fucking trouble you're in? they sort this out. Because mm. these up when they come and they fucking able to break you up, you know. Mm. And um, I've done all that. You know, it just been created a crazy world. you know what I mean? You know. Um, two, I, I, I had the biggest bit of work in my life and I was the only white man on that bit of work. Where was that? I Again, I can't thing and that was major. I think, you know, everything I've done, more people has been to the moon than than what I've done across the whole board. Mm, can tell. I've been in I, I went in somewhere and I literally could not believe it. I was pinching myself, going, I can't believe it. This is too fucking easy. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was all the planning, all everything and this, that, the other, and boom. And um and again, that was theirs because when I get told about it, well I was, I said, no, 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 we go big. And uh, and we did. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's almost like oh, when I was younger, it's right like you didn't go to work with people that wasn't from your own type of background or this, that, That's what I told, bear in mind, I don't know what background I was fucking, you know what I mean, I've come from all sorts of yeah. that sort of thing. When you're
1: on a job, like the biggest job, are you thinking, I'd rather take the massive job, because if I get bubbled, if I get nicked, I'm going to get the same as I am doing half, half a job over there. And also, do you also, before that job, you're clocking the men you're with. You're clocking, yeah, he's game. He's 100%. He's got my back. He's got my back.
0: Right. Well, I, that time, on that particular one, I took the word of a guy I met, that the people that, he, that I was going to go out to work with were the real, deal, were bona fide. So you had met him before, before the work? Him. I'd never met none of them before. And I'd planned the work. It's me. You've done it. Plan that work. I'd gone in, I'd gone in there. I'd gone in, I'd looked all around the gaff, come out, told him a bit about it. Um, and um, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> And one of the reasons you'll go you thought, well why, why didn't they have another black guy a bit of work then well yeah. why didn't they make fucking everyone know, you know, I mean, that was on because the, they needed a white man yeah. to kick it off okay you know? how many men were on that day
1: Oof. roughly we're talking 10 20 I'm trying to visualise something you're not giving I understand why you're not giving it I understand it I'm talking big a big it took, firm it took,
0: yeah it took a big firm to pull that one off yeah.
1: and you didn't know any of them till the day
0: no wow same. Does that make, you, does that make say, you
1: more nervous, not knowing who they are, because they're going to turn up, or do you just know they bang on? I it?
0: mean, me, it was like leading up to it. You have, I, it's almost like, I was, animals when they like go into hibernation, come out, you go into a place. You have to, Otherwise, you won't walk out the door that night. Yeah. You know, if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in it, I would never go on it. Mm. Once I got told about it, and I said, what well, I, I said that." Don't be fucked, we've got to go and do that, you've got that there, that's the one, you know what I mean, Boom. um information yeah. is key. Yeah. That's that's the that's the, that, that's the greatest thing you ever get. And everything else, then you you know, you've got to have been let down mm. if things fuck up. You understand, I was way with Brinks Matt, that lot, so I got taught by them, you know what I mean? Mickey McAvoy and all that. They opened your eyes about life and how to be and all that, you know. You know, sport, you know. The, the sports I don't like. Judo, that taught me to, like, to uh, defence. Mm. Like, football taught me, you know, to enjoy sport. When you've Rugby, done, when you've done that job, fun. when you done that job,
1: what's that feeling like getting away and then counting it? Nothing it and like it. Look at, Nothing no. like it. Okay. I've
0: jumped out of planes very well. Nothing like doing that there. It's quite unique. You Know because it all the nearest it the nearest I came to that uh a, a while ago was when I won the, the court case over my leg with no Fielding. Is that when the copper broke, broke your leg? Pieces, yeah, with what function? The heels, okay, with the heels on me like that. That took five years to, to, for that to happen, and uh, I remember sitting there. Were you still active when they when
1: the old bill broke your leg? No, no, okay, so this no. was after this
0: is after. So I've, I've been looking after I was with. Uh, uh, Amy, uh, Noel and all that then, yeah. you know what I mean, back then, you know. So no, I'd long give that. Back then, a lot of them people, they never knew I was a villain. Yeah. I didn't want people, you know what I mean? It was like... They didn't need to know. I, I, it was almost yeah. like I didn't want it or not. And, I, and, I, and I've been with uh, him, the drummer out of Queen. Mm. Oh, hello, James. I've heard all about you. Mm. That's how he speaks. Very mm. posh, you know. Fucking people I've met, you know. Um, You've lived some life yeah haven't you oh, well, I, you know we talk about this
1: podcast called Eventful Lives yeah and this is probably your first time you've spoken
0: i have done it before that's
1: right and fair play to you mate because you're doing yeah. well and it's not difficult for your first time because no, you're trying no. to work it all out yeah, as I said yeah. made, you have
0: made it easy for me you, good you, you, uh, you ask very good questions you, you, I can see it in your eyes you know you can tell yeah you know. it's like When we come to these things like what's fact, what's fiction, you know, what's, what is, what isn't. So when you, you for example, this fact
1: fiction thing, when people write books or you see things on the telly and da, 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 da. Yeah.
0: Is your book 100% fact? My book is 100,000% fact. Yeah. Because everyone's still alive. Yeah. You know, the proof, I mean, and I've been written about in three books. Before I ever wrote the book, yeah. so it wasn't my own like a, a sense of hubris or whatever. You know, uh, I've written about in um, you know, in, uh, in you know, in those books. What books Re- are
1: you? What are your books you written about? Reggie Crate. Well, he wrote last, about you in his in book. In his last book. Yeah. yeah,
0: he wrote about me there, saying like he said that, uh, that talking about me, how old school I was. I was twenty five then. Yeah. So from twenty two to twenty five, look at how I changed. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Evolved just yeah. in that three years, you yeah. know. Um. The Art of Arm Robbie by Terry Smith, uh, the London Underworld, James Morton. Yeah, and then my own book.
1: And your own book here. Yeah. Not an ordinary memoir. Yeah. Listen, after an hour, or, after an hour or so, mate, that is your perfect title. Yes. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, and I'm sure we could chat about loads and loads more because you've got hundreds and hundreds of pages in here.
0: Stories and everything. Yes. Yeah. What's your
1: you seem really loyal. I can see that. Yeah. Right. And that's a real beautiful thing. Was there any time when it come on top that anyone had to be not loyal?
0: No. No. So that's, everyone,
1: you knew you had a proper great bunch of...
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And you see, seeing this is it and by the time you're getting... I mean, you understand... The only before, reason I say that is
1: because when money yeah. gets involved and right. stuff like that, people so can before, change, right? i
0: got to say one thing. I think you yeah. jump into when I cut when I come out of the jail, now. yeah, that took nearly three years for me. Okay, uh, for that for a certain mob of people to go right, yeah, we're, we're like, we're believe like, you, we're, we're believe be, in be. him. Have you got yeah. me? Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, and, I, and I know and I know so many people around you know everywhere you know. Uh, it takes take that long to watch it observe, yeah, boom, 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 you know, and that's after even spending all them years in jail, yeah, you know, and it and it takes time for it all to filter out, you know. um... I think the first thing is that I was a good footballer before uh, anything else. You Always know Elk's mean? been good
1: at sport, doesn't it? Yeah. Gets you in the door everywhere. Well, again, yeah,
0: yeah I think that's also a test of one's character yeah. in life, you know, Yeah, as well, you know.
1: What's your, What's your when you got out of the game, out of the shadows, and now in your late 48s, 50s, what have your 50s and early 60s been like for you? Right. Then is then it that, hard for you to uh,
0: dip your toe back in or you think,
1: oh, no, I'm tempted, I'm I, tempted, not, I'm back, oh, I'm done. I, I
0: never do it again because I, I then became a poet. When I had my leg broken, I started writing... Uh, I wrote I wrote 20 poems, and uh, I, I, I'd done a couple of them to a couple of people, and they offered me a, a thing at the ass. Mm. Two months later, after mm. first writing them. And from there, it just went, bosh! You know what I mean? And those poems you could see on YouTube, you know, mm. on the... Uh, 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 this ain't Walt Disney, these are oaths from the inner city. Mm. That was the uh, one yeah. of that, yeah. And I'm, you know, I mean, I've, I've, ne- I've never been taught to do poetry. I won't listen to other people's poetry. I just do what I do, you know, mm. the way I do it. You know, are you happy today? Sorry, I no, can't search the no. Video. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I know. That was your Have Google you said saying. Yeah, I know, uh, yeah. Sorry, I can't search yeah,
1: happiness. Yeah.
0: I'm happy. I'm <laughs> happy. Yes, because happiness is relative, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I'm happy under circumstances, considering what I've gone through and everything else, and. You know, I've let people down as well. You know, I, I, you know, you say I'm ultra loyal. I'm ultra, I'm ultra loyal, but I've also made decisions that, like when I w- wasn't with, uh, with, like with Caroline, it wasn't distorted, That was me. This world had come at me with all the money I had yeah. and and all these women coming yeah. into me, and I was weak. Yeah, I didn't have the didn't have the discipline then. You know what I mean? You know. Instead of just really realizing there's one fucking hole, but a million personalities, and you, when you've got one brilliant person, that's all. That's all you needed. Yeah. You know I mean, I didn't, until it was too late for me.
1: How long were you with that with your missus for before you
0: split? About nine years. Then I met Katie. She's the most amazing person. Like she's a great artist and that. Now you know. And how is it for you
1: being a dad in the world you've been in? And you said your daughter's only found out in your twenties. Yeah. Were
0: gone. How's yeah. that? For you to take. I always like For me, uh, you know, I was very, very successful in the criminal world, when in that there, and um, and I know people who um, people you wouldn't even know their names, and it's that they have amazingly years, uh, you know, it's that, this, that uh, you know who are in the shadowlands that laugh at a lot of them ones who go on there because they know they're all lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, do they all clock? Do they? Do they clock? They clock. Oh, they, they look at it and watch they, they and watch listen, these and, go, things and they know they know it's lying. Yeah. They know like maybe twenty or thirty percent of it's true, and the rest yeah. of, they've embellished it. Yeah. Well, with me, I made sure that I, you know like I, everything because I know that when this is finished, people will be watching it. Yeah. You know, from from all its from all its things. You know, like my book was held for three weeks. They all want to have a look at it. Okay. Different to agencies. Sign it off. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's you know, massive respect. different agencies and, and 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 all this and that, you know.
1: Did you feel nervous coming here today?
0: I. I would call it more. Um, I call it more um, excitement, energy, excitement. Because I've seen some of the stuff you've done before and the absolute tier one characters you've had here. I feel like a bit of an honour, to be honest with you, to be coming mm. on and chatting with you. You know what I mean? Also. You know, I read about you and how successful and everything what you've done with yourself. You know what I mean. Thank you. So I knew I'd be much easier for me to talk to you rather than you know someone who's not who's not of that mm. got not of that caliber. If you know mm. what I mean, you know. And that when my children and other guys that I said that I was going to come here and they was actually really pleased with me. They was. I'm not just saying that for yeah. your benefit. I don't have to say it. Yeah. But it's true, you know. That's kind. Yeah, you know. Because it's a big thing for me to do this. Shit. Of course, that's you what know, I'm about to say. Out. Your
1: first one and go, bosh, roll up Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, I'd love to one day, I don't know when, but I'd love to one day find out about those 14 years and I know I'll never find out. No, I could tell you off here, huh? That's what I mean. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Why yeah, yeah, yeah. we have a drink? whole Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know. I'm just, all
1: over that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 But, but I understand, and yeah. I
1: massively respect when I, as well.
0: Some of these answers I have to give to you. Yeah. I have to. I'm kind of giving it to you in the third person because yeah. I have to make sure I don't damage. Yeah. Anyone, of course. Because otherwise, there's no point in me coming in the first place. Of course. You know what I mean? You know. Of course. Um. Whereas I've made sure that that's not the case. You know. Mm. And if other people want to come on these things and lie, let them do that. You know. For me, we all know a lot of people. I know of but they know that a lot of the people who come in here. Yep. They can't help; they'll exaggerate or they'll lie or whatever. But that's up to them. Yeah. You know, if it's not putting them in jail, good luck to him. Yeah. You know, but for me, it's been a double, double serious. When I've been at double serious, you know, i have never had a lie, never had to make any of it up. Anything that I that you've not heard hear, heard me talking about is because I can't speak about. Yeah, it. Agree. You know, no, you I get know. it. I get it,
1: Jimmy. Yeah, I've really
0: enjoyed this episode. So have I, man. You've made it so easy for me to speak to you. You know what I mean? But, um, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an honour. Yeah, it's a pleasure. and um, I hope people enjoy it. You know, Not enjoy, enjoy parts of it, and un, you know, and, and see a life through different lenses. And that you know, um, hopefully, you might all have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> In the near Jimmy I thoroughly enjoyed that Take care Thank yeah. you so, so much gentlemen. Lovely Dodge yeah, top thoroughly enjoyed Thank you it. so much mate Good man Brilliant. Take Fun care of you. Cheers, bye Cheers bye mate bye